Welcome, foolish readers, to a spooky edition of Shit We've Read, brought to you by the creeps at Oblivion Geeks and the ghouls at Bilo Network. <laughs> Welcome to Shit We've Read, sci-fi fantasy podcast featuring myself, Laura Benson, and my co-host, Jason Rico. What's up? How's it going, Laura? Do you want me to put actual horns in the the recording? I don't know. It might sound funnier being me. I mean, yours are pretty good. I'll I'll sleep with them. I think that's the first thumbnail that I've ever actually made that noise. I used to do them, quote unquote, ironically until they stopped being ironic. Oh. <laughs> and I was like, I should, I should stop being like this. Yeah, that's probably good. This is my wannabe. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, glad to be back talking yep. with you, Jason. Yeah, me too. <laughs> um, we are back this time for a part two. Um, if any of, listen- of our listeners have joined us for our last one, we did a mini-sode talking about the graphic novel The Plot Part 1 um, as a way to, uh, you know, get excited and hyped for Halloween spooky season. So we're back for The Plot Part 2. Um, again, it was published by Vault Comics. Um, it was written by Tim Daniel and Michael Morisi, drawn by Joshua Hickson Um Obviously, we are celebrating the spooky season still, being that it is October. So this is a horror fantasy. Um, Jason, would you like to read the synopsis for part two for us? I would love to. For generations, the Blaine family has been plagued by an evil that is tied to their history and their home. Chase Blaine sees only one hope, tear it all down but the past isn't ready to be left behind. In order to receive, first you must give. An ancient evil has stalked the Blaine family for generations, darkening the doorstep of their ancestral home in Cape Augusta. For surviving patriarch Chase Blaine, there's only one option left. Hold his niece and nephew, Mackenzie and Zach, close and tear it all to the ground. But the past has no interest in being left behind. A coastal storm rages, and the dark waters of their family history comes lapping. Ooh. I feel like, I feel like the synopsis is kind of cut off at the end. Yeah, kind of a little bit. <laughs> I was like, did we forget to copy something? <laughs> no, that was it. That was it? Okay. Um, let's go over kind of briefly what happened in part one. Yes, please, because I, I did not go back before reading this, and then maybe... I didn't either. <laughs> I might want to remember something. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so let's see. Um, the Blaine family, obviously the synopsis mentions the Blaine family mm-hmm. is, have some, has some kind of plague. Um, they're considered the trouble family in the town. Mm-hmm. Um, I think the... The first volume started off with um, Mackenzie and Zach's parents being killed by some mysterious weird monster. Yeah, so Charles and his wife, who is not really a part of the story at all. <laughs> I know they own like a pharmaceutical company, and then yeah, they're murdered by this monster who like gave them a kiss. It looked like it was really weird, or sucking their life essence. I don't know, but they died, and so the kids go to go live with their uncle Chase. Um, and then 
Chase has a maybe old fling slash friends with benefit. What was her name? I don't even remember her name. Reese. Reese. There you go. Reese. She shows up because she's involved with this somehow. She has some kind of connection to whatever this monster is. Yes. Yeah. She saves Zach from drowning, like immediately. Like he, the kids show He's up. He's pulled down by some kind of supernatural being into the swamp. Yep. And she shows up in the nick of time because she somehow knew it was going to happen. She saves him. The sheriff is there. The sheriff is like, Chase, leave. You guys are no good. Um, and then I'm blanking on what happens next. Some weird stuff happens. Uh, I, I feel like they see things. Um, yeah. I remember that being unclear. Like, are we the viewer seeing? We seeing it. We're seeing it. But yeah, are the they characters seeing see- it? Yeah. I yeah. It was weird. Um, I think at some point uh, Reese killed the sheriff. Yeah, that's how it ended. I remember that. Yeah. And then uh, there was another thing. They they discovered some like old audio tapes from his his grandfather right. with some kind of information um about or somewhat kind of related to what's going on at the house in the swamp. And then Chase went up to the attic and something happened in the attic. I think that's kind of like where it ended. You're right. I'm looking it up right now. It's the last couple pages. Yeah, he's in the attic. It's starting to flood. He's freaking out. Like He finds all these papers that look like they may have belonged to one of his ancestors. It's flooding and he ends the last pages like him like mid-drowning. Okay. And that's where we stopped. Yeah, to be continued. Okay. All right. I guess first non-spoiler impressions. What did sure. you think, Jason? Um, I, I'm still not sure what I thought of the second half. Um, if I remember correctly, I think we said in the first half that it, it seemed like it was building to a part two. Like as, a, as its own story, it was kind of lacking. Mm-hmm. And so, like, the second half is really going to make or break it. And I thought that the second half had a lot of good moments that had a lot of potential. Um, but overall, was just more confusing and difficult for me to follow. Like, I still ended the story with a lot of questions. Yeah. Um, it did play. It did give us a little bit more backstory on the family and kind of what this monster is. But not enough for me. Um I don't know. What would you think? I totally agree. Um, I was actually, I was excited to read this because I had so many questions from the first one. And then like you said, the second, the second one would make or break it. So I was definitely excited to see what was going to happen. Um, but I came out more confused uh, and had more questions and I felt like there were certain details that were never really explained or addressed. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think even so, the, so the first, I think I, the first volume I had said that it felt a little slow sometimes. 
This volume feels like they tried to rush it. Like they were just trying yeah. to make the story fit into two volumes. And so I feel like if maybe they had spent a little bit more time on some of the details in volume two, it would have built the story more and made it less confusing. That's a good point. I didn't, I didn't really, it did feel, um, it was going through this up pretty quickly. And, and it makes me wonder now if maybe originally it was supposed to be a longer story and then they got canceled. Yeah. We have to quickly fit it into this one last volume. We don't have enough room to explain everything. We have to kind of make, make do and do the best we can maybe it's kind of like game of thrones last season <laughs> i know you haven't watched that one either jason nope, nope. <laughs> but to be fair this doesn't count against me because i i think we've talked about this on the podcast before <laughs> it's double jeopardy i can't go to jail for the same crime okay okay i don't remember <laughs> that but i'll give it to you <laughs> i'm sure i'm sure one of our fact checkers will look it up okay okay <laughs> Um, I also want to say, well, this might get into spoiler territory, so I'll hold off. Okay. Well, I mean, it sounds like we're kind of on the same page with the non-spoiler stuff. We were a little underwhelmed and confused. Well, actually, before we get, yes, yes. But before we get to spoilers, I do want to say that, again, I did really like the artwork on this. Oh, yeah, definitely. The artwork was really it's, good. It's still very beautiful. Yeah. Um, I love having both of these volumes side by side, like they go together really nicely, like the cover. Um, they're just pretty books overall. Um, it's just it's just the writing that could have used a little bit of work for me. Agreed. Yeah. All right. Well, then let's just jump into spoilers then. Let's do it. Spoiler territory. Go. I totally called the time jump. I don't know if you remember that. <laughs> But it was like, I'm pretty sure the second volume is going to take place in a different time period. Although. I thought, I thought you it, said it was going to be in the future. That's though. what I'm going to say. I thought it was going to jump to the future. So I was wrong. It jumps to the yes. past. But. 1674. Later in, correct. And I think the first one was 1974. Yeah. Um, however, at the end of the second volume, it starts showing glimpses of the future. So it does jump you to were, the future. Yeah. Yeah. So. I was right and I was wrong. It comes out to me being this even. <laughs> <laughs> Canceled it out. Canceled it out. <laughs> uh, yes, you were you were right. And that's actually, it was like one of the first things that I thought when I opened to the first page. I was like, oh, Jason was half right. Half right. I'll take partial credit. That's fine. Wrong direction. <laughs> <laughs> um... I don't know. I don't know if I'm just missing stuff, but I really was very confused what was going on. Um, no, me too. Totally. Like there's there's stuff that has to do like they kind of show you a little bit in the beginning, like how this weird bog monster stuff started back in 1674. Mm -hmm. But then I don't really I just don't understand. I just don't understand it. Yeah, so so it's, it's 1674. We're following what we find out to be is uh, Vitus Blaine, who was one of the the ancestors of the Blaine family, and um, he starts hearing these voices or or this noise or something that's like beckoning to him, 
and he goes into the forest and he finds this house that's just magically there and um he approaches water yeah water starts pouring out and then he's like starting to drown or something and then he comes across this really weird monster looking thing and literally i took a picture of this and i wrote a note on there so i didn't forget my note was the fuck is that (laughs) just that was it because the monster didn't match the monster from the first volume it looks like an alien it does look like an alien or like you know if you're familiar with like lovecrafty and stuff maybe a little bit of that mixed in with it um yeah but it doesn't match the first monster because the first monster we talked about it looks kind of like uh the swamp thing has Mm -hmm. a noose around its neck and this one is larger very alien lovecraftian and like Okay. Yeah, it doesn't look anything like the last one, except that it's green. Yeah. Uh, like it doesn't even look humanoid. There's there's no, no. arms. There's no legs. No. It's giant. It has what appears it's to be huge. like a dozen eyes. There's no discernible mouth. It's yeah. Yeah. It's- so obviously, you know, whatever happens with this thing. It looks like it is the one that's saying in order to receive first, you must give. And then after that, it just gets weird. And I just don't understand. Like, is is he is he giving a life to this monster in exchange for good fortune? I think so. Yeah, because he comes out, he coughs out water. We find out he's been missing for four nights. He goes back into town. He tells the townspeople. Because up until this point, the town has been struggling with crops. Nothing's been growing. Um, people are dying. And, and he's trying to be like, no, we'll figure it out. We'll figure it out. And so finally he comes back. He says, I have the answer. You know, we've been blessed. And then he murders this guy. Who, I think he I was know. he's just a kid that he didn't like. Just a kid. All right. He's just murdering kids now. Cool. Um, yeah. So this kid's off in the forest. Vitus goes after him, strangles him. Like he puts a noose around his neck and he drags them to the swamp, dumps them in there. So this kid dies. And um, and then you jump forward a year and now the, t- the town is prospering. So, yeah. So I think the assumption is give me a life and I will give you what you want. Okay. Literally, like in order to receive first, you must give. And... So then I guess where I get really confused is when it goes back again, um, somehow Zach gets pulled into some kind of vision with Mm -hmm. uh, the daughter from back then. And she's sad because she was actually in love with the kid that her father killed. Correct. Yeah. And so she goes to the water and it like comes out and it's, I guess, him. And then that's when it looks like the original monster in the first book. Yeah. So that's yeah. We find out that that monster has been this this kid who drowned all along because the daughter yeah finds the rope that's going into the, the swamp. She pulls it out. And now we have this monster that has the noose around its neck. So, yeah, you're right. So uh, is he taking her life as the next sacrifice? Yeah, it looks like it. It looks like now he's drowning the daughter. So he's kissing. So he kisses her and then takes her into the water with him. So is that why he's kissing them every time he kills somebody? 
I don't know. This is what makes no sense is, okay, the Blaine family with Vitus, the very first one, he, he murdered somebody in order to receive. The first book establishes that this family has been very successful and prosperous right. in this town. So the assumption is, well, they're constantly murdering people in order to keep up this good look. But right away, this monster kills the daughter, which is part of the family. So that seems weird. It's like, well, why would you murder somebody in the family if you're trying to bless the family? I think she's giving herself up. Okay, that's kind of what I thought, too. It looks like she's going willingly. Uh, yeah, I think because she's why? so sad that he's dead. And so she's she's like done. She just doesn't want to live anymore. She knows she knows that's him because she found his his uh, bracelet that she made him. Girl, the there beach. are other boys out there. You don't need to go with your totally boyfriend agree. anymore. You know? <laughs> but I think, yeah, I think she's she discovered it. She she knew, oh, this is him. They kiss and she goes willingly. And then she says, set us free, looking at Zach like like she is telling him this is what happened. You need to set us free. And then I got really confused after that, even more confused. <laughs> yeah, the entire middle of the book, I was very confused what the fuck was happening because all these like weird little visions are happening. We're getting glimpses of what kind of what happened. There's there's a, a flashback that Chase is seeing of his brother Charles, I believe it is. Yeah, and Charles is giving up, about to give up one of the babies to all of these monsters. Apparently, everybody they've ever given up or killed is now one of these monsters. And I have no idea who that kid is. Is that Zach? Is that baby Zach? Or well, is that he a says. I well, I don't know. I don't know if it's Zach or um, Mackenzie. I I thought it might have been. They had a a, a first child that they sacrificed, and Mackenzie oh. and Zach are technically the second and third child. That's dark. It is dark, but it's not very clear on that. Dang. That's what's happening. So I don't know if I'm taking it to a dark place or not. Yeah, it doesn't really tell us. Mm -mm. It just shows Chase saying, yelling at him not to do this. Right. And then th that's like where it ends. Mm hmm And somehow Reese is connected to this. I'm still don't understand that. I mean, later on, or I, I guess in the in the first book, they showed a section where she went out to the swamp, thinking that she was going to hook up with Chase. You know, they were going to make out in the woods. You know, all romantic like. But then the swamp monster came out and kissed her. But then she didn't die. She didn't die. But apparently, ever since then, she's had some sort of connection. What? And that's never clear. Why didn't she die? Because she does. She ends up killing the sheriff. So it's like, okay, so now are you doing the monster's bidding? Yeah, I don't understand what's happening with her. But she's she's connected. She's you know helping Chase kind of see the truth. Finally, they understand. Okay, well. We have to destroy this monster. We have to set everybody free. And, and by everybody, I guess all the people that have been sacrificed, like their spirits are still connected to the house, I guess. But then she says, you, you understand what needs to be done. But it doesn't say what needs to be done. I thought that they were saying they needed to sacrifice one of the kids. Yeah, that was unclear. I, I think it, it gets explained later, though. I mean... At the, at, at the time, it's not very clear. But once yeah. you go with the story, like you realize, okay, I think what needs to be done is you need to 
to destroy the monster and 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 defeat this evil and set everybody free. That's what needs to be done, I guess. So they can't leave the house because it's literally flooding. Yeah, if there's a big storm, the entire town is flooded. A one of these monster people comes out from the basement. <laughs> yeah. Is it the main monster? Like the main guy? I don't no, it's a different one because there's no noose. Yeah, that's right. It's a different one. So they fight this random monster that showed up. It's on fire. <laughs> it's trying to take Zack. Yeah. So so maybe they stopped sacrificing people, and so the monsters started just coming after them. Maybe that's yes, what happened. Th that that is that is what ended up happening. There's okay. there's a section I'm blanking on where it is. Um, there's a section where I think Chase is um, having a flashback or seeing something, or I believe it was um, their dad. Their dad basically trapped the the monster behind this wall. So it's that wall that in the first book that gets broken down, and we see like this weird mm -hmm. monster. That's thing. right. They, Chase they, finds it. Yeah. So their dad had trapped it to stop, I guess. The, the killings. And so because it was trapped, it's like, okay, well, now I'm coming after you guys. And sending the other people that have died to do it then? I, I don't know. That's the only thing that I'm really confused by because if he's trapped in this wall, there's still something coming out and killing these people. Right. And we know the noose was around his neck in the first one because we talked about it. Mm -hmm. So that just, just doesn't make any sense to me. Here's a here's something I figured out that is never really explained very well. I think if it had been explained more, things might make a little more sense. That weird alien Lovecraftian monster that we talked about. Mm -hmm. It and the house are one and the same. This house itself is the monster. Hmm. And that's never really clear. But I had to like go back and look at everything again after I finished reading it. And, it, and I think it's early on when Vi in that flashback in, in 1674, when Vitus is going through the woods, he comes across this random house. And inside the house is this weird monster. So I'm like, okay, well, what's the relationship? Opened, but he opened the house and it drowned him. It, it did. There's a lot of drowning in these books. There, there is. <laughs> but yeah, while this water came out, he started drowning and somehow he saw the monster. I don't know. I don't know. But I'm pretty sure the house and the monster are one in the same. The house is the monster. The monster is the house. It's is a monster house. Is that the same house? It's the same house. That's the same house that's been in the family the entire the entire time. And I think one of the panels that um, kind of reiterates that and, and kind of proves it is about halfway through the book, Chase is walking down uh, a hallway and there's a portrait of somebody and as he passes by it, eyes glow. The eyes glow. Yeah. Now, up until this point, there's really been no reason why the house itself is haunted. It's always been like some monster inside the house, but that shows that the that the house itself is part of the monster. However, that said, what isn't clear is what the hell does this weird alien monster want? What is the point of this monster? Okay, fine. It, it's part of the house. It exists here. Cool. It's telling. 
the Blaine family in order to receive, first you must give. Cool. Where did that start? Like, how did it end up there? What's the end? You just you just need to feed it forever for all time. And every time you feed another person, that becomes an extension of the house. Like that that itself is not clear at all. And makes the entire story very confusing. Which is a shame because I love the artwork on this. Like the use of colors is really, mm-hmm. really nice. It's really dark. You get these really vibrant colors. Um, I don't know. But anyhow, yeah. So we have we have Chase. He he realizes he has to go down there and and uh, set everybody free. Which eventually he does. He goes down. There's a brick wall. He breaks down the wall. There's another monster. The deputy shows up in the nick of time. Kills a monster. Chase continues down. Um, he sees his brother, Charles. He sees his brother. They kind of make amends. Chase, you know, apologizes for like always running away from stuff. But he really should st- should have stuck around. So it was a nice little moment between the brothers. Yeah. Um, and then they say that they're going to, he says that they're going to do it together, kill the monster together. Yep. So he takes his giant sledgehammer, busts down the wall, um, and there's an, another monster. Or... This one does not have a noose either. No, that's one of my biggest gripes is like, are these all the same monster? Are they different monsters? Like, make, make them different colors. <laughs> Or make has, a green one. Make a red one. That yeah. makes them look different. Yeah, the noose was clear. Okay, that is the same one. There's a noose. Give one a cool little hat. Maybe one can have a, <laughs> you know, some sunglasses or a fake mustache. <laughs> but yeah, there's all these green monsters. I don't know if it keeps coming back or if it's a different one. But yeah, so Chase is in there. There's this weird light, which I assume is the spirits. Yeah, all the spirits combined. They reach out. They start grabbing the monster. The spirits of the people that died to it. Yes. Yeah? Yes. Because you see, it looks like Charles, his brother. There's a guy who has a beard who looks maybe like Vitus from the initial. Mm, so maybe these yeah. are all Blaine family yeah, members. Right. But they grab and the. Hmm? It looks like they technically, I'm guessing, kill it. Yeah, they grab the monster. I don't know exactly what they do. And then the entire house goes up in flames. And so I guess presumably that means that that monster that was in there, or or like I said, I guess the house is a monster. The monster is the house. The mm-hmm. house is destroyed, and therefore the monster is destroyed. And then as we mentioned, it kind of jumps forward in time, and you see that Chase and Reese looks like they ended up getting married. They continue to raise Zach and Mackenzie. Zach now is in college. Um, Mackenzie, the, I think, is pregnant. No. Yes. Yeah, somebody's pregnant. I think it's Mackenzie. The pages are all over the place. So I... Yeah, it keeps jumping back and forth. Yeah. And stuff, so bear with us. But yeah. Um. Happily ever after, I guess. Yeah, I just, I feel, I just feel like there were details that were skipped over. Absolutely, yeah. And I'm just very confused. <laughs> I mean, talking through it has helped a little bit, but um, yeah, I think that it's just 
they just there's only so much that you can show visually too right and so there's things here that you have to i guess connect the dots on your own and some of that doesn't necessarily work yeah they tried very hard to to tell a lot of the story just through visuals which are very stunning like i love the visuals yes a lot yes. of the layouts are really great um but they don't really tell us anything. <laughs> One of the last notes I wrote is, no, seriously, what the fuck was that giant monster in the beginning? <laughs> the monster is the house is the monster. But what is it? Did I miss an explanation? Uh, no, you know what? what I keep – it's this is so stupid. I keep going back to this and I, I don't know why. Um, somewhere in the first book – Chase had some some kind of vision or dream or there, there's some kind of warning that said, don't go in the attic. And then he goes in the attic at the at the end of that volume. And then he has that weird drowning vision or whatever. But I have no idea who told him not to go into the attic or why to not go in the attic. All right, let me see if I can find it really quickly. Because <laughs> I have the book here in front of me. I should have just grabbed my my copy. I should have That's fine. It. Um I, I realize also they hinted at this in the first volume and then they made it kind of clear in the second one. Uh there's instances where the the phone rings at the house. Yes. And it's nobody. It's the house itself calling. I think to either distract Chase or whatever. Um, and that's made clear in the second volume because Chase here's the phone ring and he's all oh, finally because like I said, everything's flooded. I right. think presumably power is out. And so here's a phone call. Oh good. There's signs of being able to contact the outside world. And the kids are like, what? They don't like, hear it. They don't hear it. It's just him. So that is, that could kind of be a callback to the, fr to the beginning. It's him at the end. So Chase goes to visit their mom, his mom. That's right. At, at the, sanatorium and she's kind of speaking to herself i didn't mean to go in didn't mean to look and you know chase is like are you you know okay and mom is just scribbling i guess a picture of the attic the the entrance to the attic and so chase goes to lean towards her because she's facing away from him she's looking out the window and so you see his hand reaching towards her he says mom it's okay it's okay you have nothing to be sorry for just tell me what's wrong and she turns around looking deranged and says, don't go in the attic. <laughs> yeah, she says the past, death in the attic, don't go in the attic. So she saw something up there that made her go crazy, essentially. And then he goes in the attic. And then he goes in the attic because... You Knowing know, he's being lured. That's, you know, that's what people do in horror stuff. Oh, there's... <sighs> A monster chasing us? Well, let me go into this dark part of the house that I was specifically warned to avoid. Everything's fine. Or like how he went into the basement in this one, in volume two? Yeah. Part two? It's called character growth, okay? He learned not to go in the attic. The basement's a totally different thing. That's a different room. You're right. Yeah. But I don't know what she would have seen up there. Um, I don't know. It just made there. him have a vision. Yeah. he. I mean, he sees a, a sack of papers that says an account of life and death in the new world as told by Vitus Blake, which was his ancestor. Um, and then, yeah, there's all this weird 
growth stuff happening, water is coming, it starts flooding, he starts drowning, which presumably, yeah, drowning is not great. I, I, I will, you know, agree to that, but mm -hmm. I don't think it would have caused anybody to go insane by just seeing it. I don't know, but maybe he's different because he's blood related. His mom isn't blood related. That might be it. That might be it. Um, why didn't the grandfather just try to kill the monster instead of just trapping it? Trapping it in the wall. I think because they know the house and the monster are connected, and they don't want to lose the house. Oh jeez. I think is is my assumption. This is our family house. This is, you know, our legacy. So I'll just trap the bad part of it so he can still enjoy the good part of it. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I would be freaked out if that was in my basement. <laughs> yeah, if something was living in my house. I'm gonna leave. <laughs> bye. I I'd, I'd sell it. I might I might not mention it to the realtor to the new people, but I mean, this I'm just, leaving. This just kind of goes back to what we talked about with um, Bella in our last episode with um, for a uh, Mexican Gothic. Like, mm -hmm. if something's going on in my house, I'm leaving. Bye, <laughs> adios. It's fine. I'm staying with somebody else. I will figure it out. Yep. I'll just leave. Yep. <laughs> uh, and I think there's still. Are they still in the same town, though? Do they stay there? That's still the same town, yeah. Um. Oh, question. Mm-hmm. If the house is the monster mm -hmm. and they burned the house down, what also happens to the bog? Because isn't it technically in the bog? I... <laughs> You know, I don't have the, any more questions. The, on, the only answer I have for you is don't read too much into it. <laughs> just let's just let's just leave it alone. <laughs> like their dad did. Let's put that question in a section of her brain, and we just cover it with a brick wall, and we never acknowledge it again. Okay. <laughs> I feel like you know when we first started this podcast we tended to like nitpick things in the books mm -hmm. not really nitpick but like mention questions like that um but i feel like this graphic novel warrants some of these questions oh absolutely yeah <laughs> yeah we realize that not every little detail needs to be explained as long as it still makes sense overall but this does not make sense. And so no. I, think, I think these questions are good. I just don't have an answer for you. <laughs> I feel like this probably should have been three volumes. I think so. Yeah. Yeah. Which is a shame because I think if, if it had the three volumes, it may have um, been a good story overall. I agree. But again, the art was still very beautiful. Mm-hmm. I think... Um, it's a still a fun, pretty easy read. Like if you want something kind of spooky to read, um, as long as you know that things maybe aren't going to make sense and you're not going to get like an amazing story. If you want just like a simple read, I think it's still worth it. 
Yeah. It was a pretty easy read. Yeah. I read it fairly quickly. Mm-hmm. Actually, last night. Yeah, me too. Well, if there's nothing else we want to talk about, Jason, what would you rate this? Let's see. What what did you rate part one? I know. I'm trying to think. I probably gave part one a three, and I would yes. give I would give this one a three as well. There there's there's some good stuff in here for sure that is giving it a higher score than maybe the story itself deserves. Um, I don't know. Yeah, I'll give it a three. It's just average for me. Nothing really pissed me off. It's just, eh. <laughs> It's just, eh. It's just, meh. <laughs> I, um, I gave part one a three. Um... I'm I'm going between two and three for this one. I, I feel like I, I'm leaning towards two. Because okay. while I, I do agree that it is an easy read and it it could have a it's it could have a pretty decent story and again great art. Um I was just I felt really disappointed when I finished it. Alright. I was just I was so confused. And it just felt like so many things were missing and it, it just bugs me. Like you said, I mean, nothing pissed me off. I'm just like, I, I just didn't get the full story that I feel like it needed. Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay. Um, <laughs> well, let's see. On Goodreads, it currently has a 3.79, which isn't a great score, but not a horrible score. So Yeah, it's kind of in line with yeah. your three stars. Yeah, it's average. It's an average story. However, I hinted at this the first episode. I don't remember. I I mentioned Lock and Key the first one, I'm pretty sure. I think Um, so. So if you want this story or something very similar but better, (laughs) I recommend (laughs) checking out Lock and Key by Joe Hill and Gabriel Rodriguez, which is uh, by IDW Publishing, and it has since been adapted into a show on Netflix. Um. Mm -hmm. But I thought they were very similar in that a character dies, their kids go to live with an uncle, um, and there's a spooky house, and um, shenanigans happen. It's more sci-fi fantasy. Mystery. Mystery, yeah. Um, But I thought it's very similar to this, but a stronger story overall. Okay. And then just because I love it so much, it doesn't really remind me of this story at all other than it is a comic book and it's a horror is American Vampire which I I just reread the entire series recently Um, and I love that series like if you want a good horror comic book read that one that one came up pretty often in the comic shop for good horror yeah horror comics I have not personally read it you should I but. think there's a total of nine volumes. The ninth one, um, American Vampire 1976, which I think technically would be the ninth volume. Just kind of probably why up. I haven't read it because that's a lot. <laughs> it's a lot, but you, I got through it pretty quickly. You can spend like, you know, you can get it all done within a week. Um, yeah. The first half is really good. And then it starts, you know, kind of losing its edge a little bit um, towards the end. But it's dark. Um, the premise of it is... The traditional vampire everybody knows and love, like Dracula, you know, can't go out in the sunlight, 
uh, vulnerable to to wood, that kind of stuff. Um, they come to America, uh, bite an American outlaw, and that oh. American outlaw mutates to become the very first American vampire. Oh. And so in this world, different types of vampires have different weaknesses and strengths. So the American vampires are they can be out in sunlight. They're fine. They're, they don't burn. Uh, wood doesn't hurt them, so they're stronger. Um, and yeah, I don't want to give any more anything else, but it's, <laughs> it's really cool. Like if you like vampires, um, there's a lot of nods and hints to other vampire lore. Um, it's really entertaining. And the cool. artwork is really, really good. Um, In our part one episode i had said that i am not familiar with horror comics but i was actually wrong <laughs> wow uh, my bad um while i don't really read a whole lot of horror um i i have read a, a, a few so not necessarily similar to this to uh the plot but i would recommend something is killing the children if you like scary stuff it's about a young woman that's part of an organization that basically kills monsters. Um, monsters that regular people can't see. And so she shows up in this little town where children are dying <laughs> and investigates and fights monsters. Um, it's really good. I love the art. I've actually thought on numerous occasions that I would like to cosplay the main character someday. Ooh. <laughs> um, so I would say check that out. And then if you want something really scary, um, I think just the art itself in this comic um, freaked me out. Like it was that good. <laughs> it's called Infidel. It's uh, published by Image Comics. Um it, it it's basically this like monster that is terrorizing and killing people in this apartment building. The art was just it was beautiful, but there were some panels and some things that happened in it that literally like gave me chills all over my body when I flipped to that page and I was like, "Oh my god, what am I reading?" Okay. <laughs> um so I, I would recommend that one. Um, there's also some uh, – it's, it's been a while since I've read it. I believe there's um, things about uh, race. I believe the main character is Muslim. So there's a lot of things also addressing racism um, in that comic as well. So it was it was really good. And I think – when I was reading it, I remember seeing something about it being picked up by like Netflix or Hulu or something. Um, I don't know where that went, but I when I saw that, I was like, oh, this would make a really good film. <laughs> so crossing my fingers, that's still a thing because I would actually like to see that. I'm not big on horror movies, but I, I would watch this one. <laughs> All right. Good to know. Good recommendations. I'm going to have to check those out for sure. Cool. Well, thanks for uh, hanging out and talking about these these two graphic novels with me, Jason. You know what I'm re what I'm realizing now as I'm looking at the cover right here next to me? The title of the series is called The Plot, 
Right. And that's referencing obviously like the plot of land and mm-hmm. the, the evil that lurks there. And so, you know, if you were to see this comic book on the shelves, you might wonder, what's the plot? <laughs> and finishing the story, I have the same question. <laughs> <laughs> what is the plot? That is great. How bold of you to put that as your as your wow. title. <laughs> <laughs> that's a that's a good parallel right there. <laughs> and, and that's all I have to say. So. On that note. <laughs> Thank you to our listeners for checking out this episode. Um, hopefully you also listen to part one. Um, feel free to let us know in our, on our social media what you thought of this graphic novel. And if you have any other similar or just horror spooky recommendations, we would love to check those out. Yes, please. Let us know. Anything else? That's all I got. I'm excited for uh, Halloween coming up here pretty soon. Yeah. This was a good, a good uh, segue into that. Yeah, and then our next um, full episode will be on A Dowry of Blood mm-hmm. featuring guest host Emma Skies. So yeah. I'm excited to read that. I just started it last night. I saw. Some more spooky stuff. I um, saw. So I'm excited to, to talk about that book. I think I want to slip in another book in between <laughs> this and that because I like to live dangerously so we'll see how Ooh. that goes <laughs> are you going to finish it in time I will finish it right before we start recording so, oh yes good okay as long so it's as fresh. it's done you so just, you just won't have any notes no notes <laughs> <laughs> okay alright well thanks Jason um, I will get back with you and talk about the next book soon yeah thanks for chatting with you about this yeah alright thanks for listening everybody bye Hi. This episode of Shit We've Read has been an Oblivion Geeks production hosted by Laura Benson and Jason Rico with music by Joshua Chilton. To join the discussion on this and all other books we've read, find us at Shit We've Read on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. For episode transcripts and more information about us, please visit shitweavered.com. This podcast is part of the Bilo Network. Visit bilonetwork.com for more great geeky podcasts. Thanks so much for listening. (laughs) 